Well, good morning, y'all. It is Pastor Randy here with uh, Made Free Church. Uh, Sunday morning church service. Um, you know, Pastor Dave has been on um, kind of a hiatus. Um, he's just been really exhausted. I think that's kind of going around. Um, I've been exhausted for the last, I don't know, week. Um, but I think I think I know what it is. But um, there's a lot going on with Pastor Dave. So if you uh, can pray for him, that would be great. Um, you know, he does a lot for a lot of different ministries and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, he's just going through a little bit of a burnout stage. So I've kind of stepped up to take over a lot of things that he's doing. So maybe he can get back on track. But uh, the cool thing is, is that, you know, uh, we get, get to, get to um, you know, pray for him, right? <laughs> so we're going to continue our series in 1 Corinthians on concerning the collection. I know most of you guys are like, oh my gosh, not another one, man. How many of these are you going to do? Well, Monday is going to be the last one that I'm going to be doing um, when I go on Monday morning. Um, but I think this is vital that we understand. And we're going to be talking about how much to give. Um, but free will giving and required giving today. So um, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this sermon. Um, took me uh, a, a few hours to get it. You know, I, I go to a lot to John MacArthur and some commentaries. So a lot of it is taken out of John MacArthur because I think that uh, concerning, uh, you know, the collection is vital. Because we as Christians and we as a church and other ministries and smaller ministries, you know, um, that's a necessity for us to grow and get big. But, you know, God provides that way. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, oh, we're going to attack you and we're going to say you have to give. No, we're not saying that. And what we are saying is, is that it's it's a requirement in, in Christian discipleship. So um, just a few announcements before we get started, guys. If you guys need prayer, go to madefreechurch.org. We have a whole intercessory prayer team that prays over your request every day. Um, these people are have been literally from the conception of this church have been on it. And, um, you know, yeah. So uh, um, please, uh, uh, if you guys need prayer, go to Made Free Church. There's a prayer tab that you guys can go on that... Um, will get that you know you can uh put your prayer request in now if you want one of us pastors or one of the intercessory prayer team to call you and pray with you we're able to do that but only inside um you know america you know what i mean if so if you're in canada if you're across the pond or in mexico we're not going to be able to call you and pray for you but we encourage you to put your prayer request inside the box and submit it so why don't you open up your word to 1 Corinthians 16, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 4 today, okay? So let's get in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, and we just want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you for this time. Um, we love you, God, and we just want to serve you, and we just want to be obedient to your word, God. Lord, as, as we go through this, Lord, just get me out of the way and let your word come forth. Speak through me, Lord, and... Uh, let your words be uh, penetrate the hearts of the people that are watching or that are going to be watching later. We love you. We worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Let's get into this. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
of notes. Um, so, um, as we continue our study in First Corinthians, a series that I am calling "Challenges Christians Face." Uh, one of the, the the challenges that Christian faces is the issue of finances. Two Bible studies ago, I began the section of concerning collection. Right. It is my intention to preach four messages on biblical principles of financial stewardship in respect to giving to the Lord. Um, now, I would like to re- reiterate that these messages are intended to help Christians grow in their in, in, in this vital area of Christian of, of Christian discipleship. I have no desire to lay guilt trips on you guys. I want to motivate you on the basis of God's word to obedience in this area of your Christian life. Now, as I mentioned previously, the material for this series comes from John MacArthur, right? Pastor John, uh, who's teaching on this subject. I have found very, very, very helpful. So with that in mind, let's read 1 Corinthians 16 verses 1 through 4. In, in this text, Paul gives eight principles regarding financial stewardship. Uh, verse 1 goes like this. Now concerning the collection for the saints, I directed the churches of Galatia, so do you also. On the first day of every week, one of you is to set something aside, saving whatever he has prospered, so that there, the no collection be made when I come. When I arrive, whomever you may approve, I will send them with letters to carry your gracious gift to Jerusalem. And if it is fitting for me to go also, they will go with me. Kim Peek, um, I don't know if you know who he is. He's who inspired the 1988 film Rain Man. He, he was an autistic savant with an astounding mathematical skills. Now, Peek, uh, Peek is what the doctors call a mega savant. A savant possesses remarkable expertise in one to three subjects, but Peek is an expert in at least 15. This includes history, sports, space, music, geography, mathematics, um, and no one in the world is thought to possess a brain as extraordinary as Peek's. And he, he's, his, his, he has a total recall of 9,000 books. Excuse me. Um, and it's discovered that each peak's eyes can can read separate pages signing simultaneously, absorbing every word. In fact, a page that might take you or me three minutes to read, Peak can read in only 10 seconds and never forget a word that he read. Kim Peak once went to a performance of a Shakespeare play that is called The Twelfth Night. And as the play was ending, Peek stood up and said, you've got to stop, stop it, stop it. It turned out that the actor had skipped the second to last verse of the play. The actor then apologized saying, the verses are so much alike, I didn't think it would matter. Peek responded, it mattered to William Shakespeare, so it should matter to you. This is how we should feel about the word of God. God has given his word the scriptures, right? And it, if, if it mattered to God to give us his word correctly, that it should matter to us to that we understand and understand, interpret and apply his word correctly too. The way we handle finances is one of the most important barometers 
on how we handle God's word. The way we handle our finances is the most important indicators of our spiritual well-being. The Christian is one who seeks to love God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mark 12, uh, Mark 12, 30. And to the extent that finances or anything else for that matter reveals his love for God, to that extent, he is struggling in his, uh, uh, he's struggling in his discipleship. And so these messages are designed to help you grow in your love of God. Amen, amen, that's right. So let me briefly review what I've uh, 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 covered so far in the, in, in the past, uh, you know, on Friday and, and Wednesday and Monday. First, we looked at the purpose of giving. The purpose of giving is stated in verse one, for the saints. That is for the church. The church is to fund its own ministry and needs. More specifically, as you study scripture, you discover that all giving falls essentially into two categories. To support the ministry of the word and the ministry of mercy. Second, the period of giving. Our giving to... uh, is to be on the first day of every week, verse 2a. It's, it's to be systematic, every week after week, so that we come to the grips with stewardship our money uh, of, of our money. Even though we may give only once a month, if we receive a paycheck once a month, we should nevertheless be sensitive to our financial stu- stewardship every week. Third, the, particip- the, the participants of giving. Paul says that each of you should put something aside in verse 2b. No one is exempt from giving. No matter how poor you are, if you have anything, you have something to give. Giving is to be spontaneous, cheerful response of a loving heart toward God, who in his grace has gave- given us everything. And fourth is a place of giving. The Greek word of store up is, uh, I can never say Greek words, but it's thesisorio, which we get the English word thesaurus. It has to do with the treasury. Uh, We are to give systematically and cheerfully to the treasury of the church on the first day of every week. The money is collected, then is to be distributed by godly leaders. So, Let's look at the next principle of collect uh, concerning the collection. The proportion of giving, right? Um, the Apostle Paul said this in verse 2D. On the first day of every week, each of you sh- is to set something aside to store up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. What proportion of money should, should we give? How much should we give? The common answer is that we give 10%. Is that how much we give? This is perhaps the most vexing of all questions regarding financial stewardship. So let's examine scripture closely to learn what it teaches on the most important question. Let's look at giving as giving it follows. Giving before Moses giving from Moses to Jesus and giving to G- from Jesus to present. 
Now, giving generally is, is broken into categories. Free will giving and required giving. Right? Let the, let, let's use uh, these two categories as we study giving in Scripture. First, let's look at giving before Moses. Right? And then let's start with free will giving. Prior to Moses, some people gave a tithe to God. A tithe simply means a tenth. So people gave a tenth to God. For example, Abraham gave a tenth to Melchizedek. As we read in Genesis 14, 18 through 20, it says, And Melchizedek, king of of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of, of, of God. And he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram by the God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave a tenth of everything. Jacob also gave a tenth to the Lord. And after Jacob fled from his father's house and spent a night in a place called Bethel, there he had an encounter with God. And at the end of this encounter, we read the following in Genesis 28, 20 through 22. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and I will give and, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And all that you give, I will give a full tenth to you. So because of these passages, people say, you see, tenth or a tithe uh, was before the Mosaic law. So it must supersede the Mosaic law and still be valid today. However, it's interesting to go back and take a look, second look at giving before Moses. Abraham, Abraham gave a tenth one time his whole life. And for we never have a record of, he, of, of, of him giving a tenth again. Jacob also gave a tenth one time. So these two are the only ones who ever did, even though there are many offerings offerings given at that time. From Cain and Abel's first offering, all the way through the offering uh, ever given before Moses, there have only been two times anyone has gave a tithe to God. And in neither case was the tithe commanded or binding as a standard of giving by God. There were what they call free will gifts, right? Now, on the other hand, there is a a required giving before Moses in Genesis 41 and 47. God required giving. He told the inhabitants of of Egypt, although Joseph, um, that there was going to be a famine, right? And God said, that in order to take care of the needs of the people, Joseph must Joseph must command everyone to give one fifth of all the produce of all the land's produce. In Genesis 41, 34, 47, 24 through 26. You can read that. 
Now, what is the print? Uh, what 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 is the, the the percent of twenty percent? God gave twenty percent as a standard of giving for one reason: taxation. He was funding the government of Egypt so they can meet the needs of the people. That is the only indication that an amount was ever prescribed before Moses. All the other offerings were completely free will offerings. Now let's look at giving to Moses to Jesus, right? What This is what we call required giving. As one of the studies uh, of the text of scripture, one discovers that from Moses to the time of Jesus, there were only, in fact, three annual tithes in effect. The first tithe was called the Levite's tithe. And the second was called the festival tithe. And the third was the poor tithe. So let's look at each of these tithes more closely. The first tithe was the Levite's tithes. The nation was divided into 12 tribes. One whole tribe, the Levites, served as the nation's priests and did not receive land or or inheritance. The tithe from all the other tribes was taxation that meant to supply the needs of the Levites. In Numbers 18, uh, 20 through 21 says this. And the Lord said to, to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. To the Levites, I have given every tithe in Israel for the inheritance in return for their service that they do their service in the tent of meeting. The second tithe that we see that is the festival tithe. This is a tithe that was brought to the central sanctuary appointed by God. The purpose of the tithes was to stimulate devotion to the Lord and national unity among all people. It's like, uh, it was like a national potluck because uh, it, it made everybody share, right? And we read this in Deuteronomy 12, four through seven, it says this, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes and put his name and make his habitation there. There you will go, and there you shall bring burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and contributions that you present, your vow offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and your flock. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your household, in all that you undertake in which the Lord your God has blessed you. And the third tithe is the poor tithe, right? And Deuteronomy 14, 28 to 29 says this, at the end of every three years, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in the same year and lay it within your towns. And that the Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance with you and the sojourner, the fatherless and the widow, you are within your own towns shall come and eat and be filled that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands so that you do. 
Here is the third tithe that went to the poor. This was welfare and it was required every third year. Now we have 10%, right? And three, a third of percent, that 10% every third year, that was required by God. Now, when someone says that the Jews gave 10% a year, that was just, that's just plain wrong, right? They gave 23, one third percent per year. And, and all of that was required giving. The tithe was never related to free will giving. It was required taxation. Now let's look at the free will giving from Moses to Jesus. You say, was there any free will giving? Yes, but it was over and above taxation of the 23, one third percent of each year. In Exodus 25, one through two, it says this, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel that they take for me a contribution from every man whose heart moves him shall receive the contribution for me. Now, this doesn't refer to one of their tithes. It was whatever they were willing to give in their hearts. That's a beautiful spirit, right? And, and, and that's the way it had always been, right? God didn't tell Abram how much to give when he was joyous. He just gave what was in his heart. God didn't tell Abel what to give. He just gave as his heart prompted him to give to God. God didn't tell Noah what to give when he made an offering to God after the, after the flood. He gave as his heart prompted him to give. And that's the same principle in this message. Give as your heart prompts you to give. In Exodus 35, 5, right through, uh, we're going to go to verses 5, 21, 36, 5 through 7 says this. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of, the ge of a generous heart, let him bring the contribution, gold, silver, bronze, and the same. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred and everyone whose spirit moved in him and brought the Lord's contribution because uh, uh, to be used for the tenth of a tent of the meeting and for its service and for all the holy garments and uh, and said Moses and to said uh, to said to Moses the people bring much more than enough for doing the work of the Lord has commanded us to do so Moses gave us a command and word to proclaim through the camp let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So let the people were, uh, so the people were restrained from giving, right? For the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. I often thought of a day that would come as a church to sit, and I, I could say, folks, there's, there, there'll be no more offering because the church has so much. Right? Because, and they didn't need a prescription or an amount. They all just gave out of the abundance of their heart. 
They were investing with God who could not be outgiven. And, and so you see, the only time the tithe ever came into play was in taxation, not free will giving. Notice, giving from the time of Jesus to present. Let's examine required giving from here, from Jesus to now. In Romans 13, 6 through 7 says this, For because of this, you also... Let me turn this down a little bit. Uh, you, because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect whom, uh, uh, respect, respect to whom respect to is, is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. It doesn't say the IRS here. But the people at the IRS are God's servants. God requires us to give taxes to the government. And if you want to look at, at, at all that, we can simply say that if we look at the Constitution of the United States, we're not supposed to be paying taxes unless we're at war. That's what it says. And the IRS is a foreign entity in my opinion, okay? So, but we're to pay taxes though. You know, they pay taxes back then, we're to pay taxes now. But, you know, it, that's that's what it says, anyway. <laughs> Interestingly, um, the New Testament says exactly the same thing as the Old Testament as far as required giving is concerned. Now let's look at free will giving uh, from Jesus to present. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God doesn't want, won't just give us back spiritual blessing. He'll make sure we have all sufficiency in all things. Verse 10 says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply uh, will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. We receive the physical bread and the spiritual fruit of righteousness by investing in God. In Romans 8.32 says, God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things. God is an unspeakably generous in giving his son who bore our sin. God is infathomably gracious in giving all things. And the response of the Christian who has truly comprehended the generosity of God never asked, 
how much can I keep for myself? But rather, how much can I give to God? So what does Paul say is the proportion you are to give in 1 Corinthians 6.2? You are to give exactly a what you determine to give in your heart. For Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.7, each one must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. How much are we to give? Whatever you want. Now, some of you may struggle with this, right? You may say, Pastor, that doesn't tell me how much I'm supposed to give. Well, there are those of you who would like a guideline, right? Who would suggest that you give 10% of your income. Start with that as a base and work up from there. You know, Frank Barker was the founding uh, pastor of Briarwood Presbyterian Church in, in, in Birmingham, Alabama. And I believe uh, he, was a, he was the pastor of that church for like 40 years before he retired over a decade ago. Now, the Lord wonderfully blessed his ministry uh, uh, of Frank. Uh, Briar, Briarhood uh, Presbyterian Church is one of the, was, uh, is one of the largest churches uh, with about 8,000 communicant members. They have started scores of ministry impacting the city, region, the world with the gospel of grace. I once read uh, uh, in the Barna update that the city of Birmingham is one of the highest, has one of the highest percentages of Christians in the whole nation. And I have no doubt that that was part of the reason for that statistic of Briarwood Presbyterian Church and Frank Barker. Um, anyway, Frank started giving 10% to the Lord. And over the years, he and his family maintained a very simple lifestyle. So that by the time he retired, he was giving 75% of his income to the Lord. God wonderfully blessed Frank for his cheerful giving. How often are you to give to the Lord? weekly dealing with giving on a weekly basis where are you to give to the lord into the church so that it could be distributed to those who have spiritual oversight for what reason are you supposed to give to the church so that the church might support its own meet the needs both spiritually and physically you know and this is something important that, that we got to look at right you know, and, and may God help us be cheerful givers and give from a willing heart. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, well, y'all, because we do this, you need to give to Made Free. Yes, we would love for you to give because we have vision in this church and we want to open up our own, you know, have our own church and open up, have our own little meeting place where, where we do that. But we also want to open up women and men's discipleship home that deals directly with drug addicts and alcoholics and single mothers dealing with addiction and alcoholism. You know, a place that they can come and live and have their kids. You know, I, I only know one place out here that does that and uh, that's beloved Christian uh, uh, sober living for, for women and it's a Christian and, and women and their kids live there. 
You know what I mean? And and it's a great place to go for women. And it's the only place that I know. You know what I mean? Now, there's a lot of secular women recovery homes in the area. You know, I, I don't know if they can have their, their children there, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? What, what, what matters is the is there, there's places and we want to be able to support and be that. Hope you guys are enjoying the series in, in first Corinthians. It's so important that we understand, you know, the, the breakdown of everything. So guys, as we go, um, as we end today, um, if you guys would like to support made free church in any way, shape or form, Please go to madefreechurch.org and thank you for your donations. Our church is a 501c3 nonprofit church and, um, you know, all your donations uh, will come with a a tax deductible receipt at the end of the the physical year. Uh, We email them out for you for the fact that for your, 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 your donation, (coughs) you know, I, I, you know, Made Free Church has a lot of big visions and, and, and it's through giving that we're able to do that. The pastors here give, you know, stuff like that. So if you can give, please do that. There's three ways to give. You can give through our PayPal link or Cash App, or you can send a check or money order to the address that's provided. Also, leave your email addresses in those so we can email you a tax deductible receipt. If you don't leave your email, we can't email you. We can't get that receipt to you. Um, and if you guys go check out our friends at 120 army, 120army.com. These guys, these guys are our bros. We love them. Aaron and Jose, um, go check them out. Go download their prayer app on your iPhone or Android phone. And so we could, uh, you know, so, so we could pray for you. It's a prayer app. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Also, if you guys like to check out my own personal website, it's servantforchrist.com. That's servantforchrist.com. Um, and you can check out my beliefs, you know, stuff like that. Also, um, we have, uh, please check out our podcast. Made Free Church has a podcast. I have my own personal podcast, which is uh, Reform Pastor. Made Free Church has its own. So, and guys, I'm going to say this, and, and, and please give to Made Free Church. We have a small overhead right now. I, I misspelled overhead, but that's okay. Um, but we want to open up a men's and women's discipleship homes, and we want to get our own church facility. So your giving will help. So if you guys can give, please give. Go to madefreechurch.org. There's a giving tab there. And thank you for watching. And may God bless your day and may God bless your week. I'll be here at 530 in the morning tomorrow. And God bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, this opportunity that we get to learn about giving and learn about giving to you out of the abundance of our heart. But also, Lord, giving to the people that need it. People that, you know, uh, we can help other people out, God. And and we just want to say thank you. We love you. We worship you. and We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. You guys have a great Sunday. God bless you.